BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Graham Ledger, and this is a special edition of The Ledger Report. message of hope and change, not the phony hope and change that Barack Obama promised in 2008, the blank slate that millions of Americans apparently filled in with whatever they wanted by pulling the lever for Barack Obama, and then for some unknown reason, I guess it's probably two words, Mitt Romney uh, did the same thing in 2012, hope and change. That video was a video I shot. From the Turning Point USA Student Action Summit that took place over the weekend in mid-July in Tampa, Florida. This is their annual event. Five, six thousand screaming kids. It's kind of like being in a concert. In fact, I stayed at a hotel there in Tampa uh, where a lot of the youngsters, I hate to call them kids, but compared to my age, they're kids. Young Americans, young conservatives. I stayed at a hotel where many of them were staying and I walked past some of the rooms uh, because the doors were open, the maids were cleaning, and I've seen all the luggage piled all over the place, you know, like five, six of these guys and and girls to a room. And I'm thinking, oh, God, it's going to be just a madhouse. It's going to be, they're going to be tearing down. I was completely wrong. These were the most well-behaved, well-mannered, educated intelligent and optimistic but realistic bunch uh, I've ever encountered. Now, for many, many years, yours truly was a reporter as well as an anchor for, at first, the ABC affiliate, then a CBS affiliate, then an NBC affiliate, then a CBS affiliate. And so when yours truly would go out on a story, sometimes we do what's called an MOS. And an MOS is when you take a microphone and you ask a question, the same question, Uh, to people on the street. MOS stands for man on the street. Of course, these days they probably don't use it in the news business because um, it's exclusive to men, you know. Of course, you asked men and women, uh, but we called it man on the street, MOS. But of course, that would be a a, a non-politically correct term in these newsrooms these days, so who knows what they call it? WMOS, I don't know. 
or POS. <laughs> That's perfect. POS. It's a POS. Go. Let's go do a POS gram. Okay, that's my specialty, POS. <laughs> you never know with these newsrooms these days. I mean, they were bad when I was in them. I can imagine what they're like now. And they've been dumbed down. I don't want to get off on a tangent here. But the bottom line is I talked to these kids, basically doing an MOS. Talked to 10 of these youngsters. And I asked the same question. One question, two questions. One was, should Donald Trump be the nominee in uh, 2024? And two... Are you optimistic about your future in this country, and why? And in my entire career in television doing MOS or POS now, uh, you never got 10, if you did 10 MOSs, you never got 10 good ones. You, you maybe got uh, five, and you used probably three. Well, of the 10 that I did at this convention, it was 10 for 10. And these kids, and yeah, some of them were kids, aged in range from 14 years old to, I think, 25 years old, right around my daughter's age. And the answers to the questions that I asked were intelligent, they were comprehensible, and they were well thought out for being off the cuff. I just walked up to them and said, hey, may I ask you a question? And by the way, nobody said no. Isn't that interesting? I think it was an equal number of uh, ladies and, and young men. And some from California, by the way. And to a person, they said they wanted Donald Trump to be the nominee. I didn't coach him. It was an open-ended question. Well, rather close, semi-open question. Do, should Donald Trump be the... It's a yes or no, right? And why? All ten said yes. And I believe there was a straw poll taken at this event. And overwhelmingly, these youngsters want Donald Trump to be the nominee. I think it was like 80-something percent. And to the question about the future, these kids, this is my hope message for today. I will tell you, these kids were optimistic. And why not? You know, they're 22, 23, 17, 18 years old. I got parental consent for the ones who were under 18. Don't worry, I'm a well-trained, former recovering journalist. 12-step process, I'm on step number 11 and a half, I have a token. But the bottom line is, they were all optimistic, even the very young ones. But, they were realistic, or they are realistic, about being optimistic. In other words, they know there's a lot of heavy lifting involved. They know there are problems within their movement, a.k.a. the Republican Party, like Mitch McConnell, like Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, who on the January 6th committee, by the way, I predict right here, right now, Liz Cheney changes parties. It's fantasy land about the mainstream media asking her about president in 2024. She won't even win her state. She's going to get slaughtered. But I predict Liz Cheney changes parties. Because there is, if... If the Republican Party continues to accept the Liz Cheney's of the world, the Republican Party is done. And I want to talk more on that in a moment. But you have the Mitch McConnell's of the world, as I said, the Liz Cheney's of the world, the Mitt Romney's of the world of the Republican Party that these youngsters need to deal with. You know, in 10 years... The aforementioned may not even be in politics anymore, but they've got to replace them with good, 
Reagan, God-fearing, Christian conservatives. And that's, by the way, what brings all these youngsters together for this event. This is about spreading, yes, the conservative message and the constitutional message, but also Christianity. This is the underlying theme. And so that's why when Governor DeSantis spoke before this group, he quoted Ephesians 6 when he told the crowd, a cheering crowd when he was saying this, you must put on the armor of God and the belt of, of righteousness and Christ in order to fight back these attacks. And he's right. Remember, as Christians, which the vast majority of us are in this country, no offense to our Jewish friends, as Christians, remember, fear is the work of Satan, which is why two years of COVID hell was wrong, which is why when I was begging in March and April of 2020, when I was begging pastors, ministers, and priests to not shut down their churches, that's part of the reason why. They were buckling to fear. They were buckling to government. They were buckling to Satan. So Governor DeSantis is correct. Put on the armor of God, and, and that's what these youngsters need to do. And they also need to remember Psalms 23, right? Which is, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's the same theme. Same theme. Fear not, you have the Lord by your side. You have God's armor. And that's the way we have to approach what we are dealing with in this country right now. As the Biden administration tries to tell us all crazy things. Kamala Harris comes out and says, I'm a female and my, my uh, pronouns are uh, she, her, and I'm wearing a red or a blue jacket. And, and the Biden administration right now is telling us that, well, yeah, you know, if you look in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the terms of, uh, in the business terms, for the strict definition of recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. GDP. But uh-uh, uh-uh. Not when you're dealing with the ministry of truth. Freedom is slavery, according to the Biden administration. War is peace. We've always been fighting Eurasia. Two consecutive quarters of negative GDP is not a recession. That's why we have to put on this armor. But I want to show you something that happened after the event at Turning Point USA Student Action Summit in Tampa. It's something the mainstream media will not show you. It's a one minute and 15 second video. It has no narration. It's all, as we say in the industry, nat sound, which is short for natural sound. It was a videotape recorded by, I don't know who. Uh, it looked semi-professional. The, the shot looks nice and steady. That's how, what well, as professionals we look for. Nice. If you want to know how to take better videos, ladies and gentlemen, I'm giving you a pro tip. Hold your phone. Don't do this. Left, right, up, down. Hold it. Let the actions unfold. As if you're taking a snapshot is what we used to say. And so that's what this video uh, looks like to me. It was a professional or semi-professional 
but it's something you will never, ever, ever see in the mainstream media, and that is why yours truly is here, in part. Roll saying there I, I could hear a little bit you're very special people or we're a very special group I, I'm not sure but that's not the point the point is is that, that I don't know what it looked like to you uh, in, in case you're just listening to this I'll recap what it was and that is somewhere in the neighborhood I think of three dozen motorcycle units from the Tampa Bay Police Department we call them Mary units if that's the vernacular, Mary as in M as in motorcycle. So there's three, uh, three dozen, more or less, I think, with the lights flashing, they all lined up in a row on the private side of Tampa's International Airport. Obviously not the public, United Airlines, American Airlines side. This is the private, where private jets fly in. And they lined up in a row and they waited. Who were they waiting for? They were waiting for President Trump. And they stood there. And they waited and they wanted to shake his hand. That's all they wanted to do. And what does the president do? He doesn't bypass them. He walks right up to them and he shakes their hand, every single one of them, and then has a picture taken. So there's your hope, right? It's moments like that that, well, it, frankly, it gets me emotional. That maybe there is hope. And then the moments that I witnessed at the Turning Point USA Student Action Summit also makes me emotional. It really does. And the greeting that President Trump received, and the greeting that some of these other dignitaries like Governor DeSantis and Ted Cruz uh, received. I will tell you, I'm not going to name names, but there were a couple of horrible speeches from some very high-profile people, elected and non-elected alike. I was mortified. But by and large, um, there were some great speeches uh, given and some great information and just a, a wonderful uh, atmosphere. And I will tell you, among these six, 7,000, I don't know how many, is a minimum of 5,000 youngsters. I didn't see a single mask. Not a single mask. While simultaneously on the other coast, in California, in my former town, San Diego, Comic-Con was hosting thousands of a lot of youngsters, some two old people there too, but many, many youngsters, Comic-Con, you're familiar with that. Mandatory mask. It's the tale of two states, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I say to you over and over and over again, it is red state versus blue state. And if you are a patriot, and if you are a God-fearing American who happens to revere the United States Constitution and reject what is going on in Washington, D.C., and you live in a blue state, I'm sorry, but you're part of the problem. 
Don't send me emails saying, hey, Graham, you're wrong. By the way, I forgot to do something. I often forget to do this. This program is brought to you by MyPillow.com and also my store. This is the uh, other website that Mike Lindell set up that features all American-made products. And Mike is now selling coffee on there. And I, I got my order. I haven't tried it yet. I'm dying to try the coffee. And also brought to you, so it, to complete that thought, if you want to buy the coffee or anything else at my store or my pillow, put Ledger in the promo code box. It's the only way that both Mike Lindell and I get credit for it. So you help two patriots at once there. Ledger in the promo code box. Relief Factor. I took Relief Factor this morning. 833-425-7246. 833-425-7246. Relief Factor is a homeopathic way to reduce muscle pain. And I've got a, a few right now. I won't go into detail. I want to hear from you uh, on many issues, including my Ledger Register. Would you go to GrahamLedger.com? You can answer the question. Would you be willing to patrol the border to help stop the illegal alien invasion? Now, I get some flack about me wanting to go down to the border with my firearms. I don't know why. Look at it this way for you people who have a problem with what I'm suggesting. The United States is your house. Would you allow people in your house who you haven't invited? No. You would probably, if you own a firearm, grab your firearm and force them to leave. In some counties in Florida, the local sheriffs want you to shoot that person so it's less paperwork for them, <laughs> I guess. Uh, a shoot to kill. Um, this is your house, ladies and gentlemen. They are invading your house. That's why I want to go to the border and stop this madness once and for all. It's why we have the Second Amendment. A well-armed militia. What in the hell is a well-armed militia for except something like this, an invasion? So go to GrahamLedger.com. You can answer that question. But I'd like to hear from you via email on any of these issues. GrahamLedger411. GrahamLedger411 at gmail.com. The kids at the uh, Turning Point USA convention, no masks. The only masks I saw were among the media, of course. Right? I'm hanging out with the media, and as Donald Trump's giving his speech, you know, he's pointing back there, and I'm, I'm back there. He doesn't know I'm back there, but he's pointing, you know, pointing at the, the, the dreaded media, and I'm kind of ducking as he's pointing. Uh, but, but this is a war uh, we're facing, not only on the border, but we're facing a war uh, in Washington, D.C., and that's why... I, I, I believe we're well past the point of the moment of truth for the Republican Party. Um, it is blank or get off the pot time for the Republican Party. And the, um, the DOJ is now fully weaponized in Washington, D.C. And at, at, there's not a hell of a lot we can do about it, right? Biden is occupying the White House and they're going after Donald Trump. They're trying, what they're trying to do, ladies and gentlemen, is very simple. They're trying to obviously damage or tie up Donald Trump in court and charge him with a felony. And if he's charged with a felony, he's not eligible. It's just, just that simple, right? If he's convicted. But the fact that he would be charged, imagine whoever's running against him, Gavin Newsom's running around the country saying, well, you have Donald Trump, he's charged with a felony. You can't vote for him. I mean, that's a, you can just see Mr. Slick here saying something like this. But the DOJ is weaponized. This is why 
Again, I get grief on this one too, why I say we need term limits for all federal employees. That's elected and non-elected. Well, why, Graham? Why non-elected? You know, some they're, they're very uh, important workers. Well, I believe that we can find other important workers. What about Ted Cruz? We don't want to term limit Ted Cruz. I believe there are other Ted Cruz's out there. Okay? And if you want to have a private contractor do some work for the federal government, that's different. Okay? You want to work for a private contractor and the contractor gets a federal contract, that's different. I'm talking, I'm trying to get rid of the swamp. Right? We're trying to drain the swamp. We're trying to crush what has become the fourth branch of government and break it up and stop these career bureaucrats from doing what they're doing in the DOJ, from doing what they're doing in the FBI, what they have done to Donald Trump and the FBI, and how they smothered the Hunter Biden laptop story. That's a scandal in and of itself. But we knew it was going on. They had custody of the laptop, and now there's, a, there's a, you know, at least one other copy of it floating out there, and we're getting bits and pieces of horrific stuff. Just horrific. But all of that out there, I just, I'm not going to go into this, but this second copy out there is worthless in terms of a law enforcement perspective. It's all because of chain of custody. Don't get mad at me. That's just the way they work. That said, the FBI... The bureaucrats have a copy. Oh yeah, they have maybe the original hard drive of, of Hunter Biden's laptop. And what did they do? The evidence, I mean, it's obvious what they did. They sat on it. They went to a Ouija board and they said, is Hunter Biden a crack addict? <laughs> no. Okay. End of investigation. Term limits for all federal workers, elected and non-elected alike. But to kind of close the circle here, we've got to see a vicious GOP if they get the majority in the House, if they get in the Senate, same thing. What is a vicious? I mean, go for the jugular. There is no tomorrow. Right now, I can see what's happening. A couple months ago, I came out and said, what Kevin McCarthy needs to do is go before the American people and say, here is our contract to restore constitutional America, not unlike what Newt Gingrich did 20 years ago, 20-some years ago. Lay it out in bold black letters. Eliminate the Department of Education. Oh, Kevin McCarthy do something big and bold like that? What do you think, Kev? Huh? You have the power to do that. You, Congress, created Department of Education. You... Congress can wipe it out. The GOP, when they got majorities in the House and then the Senate, when Barack Obama was president, should have impeached him because Barack Obama committed constitutional crimes, crimes against the Constitution, many impeachable offenses. He wrote and rewrote legislation from the Oval Office. That's a constitutional crime. What he did at the border was unconstitutional, impeachable. But they didn't do it because he's black, half black. He's not even full black. Who cares? I don't care, but that's why. That's why they did it. They were afraid. 
to impeach the first black president. This is insanity. See, the GOP always has a reason for not doing it. They have to impeach Joe Biden or they might as well go home. Repeat, the Republican majority, if they get it, and I'm tempted on this whole thing. Yes, I want to stop Biden and, and the vultures in Washington, D.C., the Marxists in D.C., but at the same time, it scares the living hell out of me, the thought of Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, because I see Paul Ryan all over again, and Paul Ryan is the problem for the Republican Party. If the Republicans take a majority in the House, forget about the Senate, just the House. It doesn't matter. You've got to play eye for an eye and a, and a tooth for a tooth here, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't, you will get railroaded like the Republican Party has for now decades. If the Republican Party does not impeach Joe Biden on day one of taking power in January, if they indeed receive a majority after the November election, it is over for the party of Reagan. It isn't even the party of Reagan anymore. It's over for the grand old party. The party of Lincoln certainly is not the party of Lincoln. It is over for the Republican Party, and it will be time to start a new constitutional conservative party. That is my hope for change. I don't think the Republican Party is going to change. But I think that, that we can change this country if we realize that the Republican Party is not the party for us. I'm Graham Ledger, and remember, evil can only prevail when good is silent.